I'm from Aotearoa, which is New Zealand, a little country next to Australia. No, we're not Australia. We are New Zealand, <laughs> the little island. Hello, listeners, and thank you for listening to Babo Radio. My name is Canon. This week, I bring you an English episode. It is an interview with a fellow powerlifter, Maui Makino. He is an outstanding athlete. He is a 2019 105kg kilo weight class New Zealand national champion. And just to remind you, he's under 23, so he's still a junior lifter, having a humongous squat of 292.5 kilos. We'll get straight into the interview today. He's humble, he's young, he's passionate. Maui Makino. Here we go. Baldo Radio. Hello, listeners. I'm very honored to announce a 105 kilo powerlifter from New Zealand, Maui Makino. Thank you for being on the show today. Hey, thank you for having me, guys. Uh, <laughs> this is the second time we've done this tape because the first time the audio from my behalf was really bad. So. I've asked to do it again, so here I am. No, thank you, because like I'm very grateful that you're making the time to do this again. So thanks for that. So um, I think we're going to have a very powerlifting-based episode today. I'm curious to know a few things about your training and techniques, so we'll have a discussion about that. And maybe some insights on what the lifting scene in New Zealand is like, since I know like uh, you have some world champions like Brett Gibbs, the 2018 world champion in the 83 kilo class. Yeah, sounds all good. Let's do it. Okay. okay. So for maybe uh, for those that may not be aware of who you are, can you maybe give like a self-introduction of who you are and what you do? Yeah, no worries. Hey guys. So my name is Maui Makino Kōpū. I'm 22 years old. I'm from Aotearoa, which is New Zealand, a little country next to Australia. No, we're not Australia. We are New Zealand, <laughs> the little island to the right of New Zealand. Australia, sorry. Um, so I'm half Japanese and half Māori, uh, and I am a powerlifter, a 105kg powerlifter, current national champion in the 105kg class, uh, and yeah. Hey, and... um. Yeah, I know that you have like a background of playing rugby before you got into powerlifting. Can you maybe explain that and maybe like uh, what made you want to make this transition from rugby to powerlifting? Sure. Um, so in high school, uh, that's where I started training in the gym from our high school gym. And uh, my coach said, you know, we should be training the squat bench deadlift. So the big three and that will make our legs and you know upper body stronger and that that was what he used to say so we were in there training hard for rugby and then um eventually the lifting got more enjoyable as the numbers went up and uh went from playing rugby and you know lifting heavy in the gym to becoming a powerlifter um i first found out about powerlifting uh in 2018 when i did my first competition so um yeah but they don't even answer that question properly. No, <laughs> we need to do that again. <laughs> You're fine. Well, I butchered that hard. No, 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 no. You answered the question. It's fine. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah. Okay. And um, how did your first meet go? What were the numbers like? What are, what are the numbers like now? Like your PBs? 
Yeah, so um, my first meet was in, uh, like I said, 2018. I believe that was February 2018, and the numbers were pretty good just because um, prior to doing this meet, you know, I have been lifting heavy in the gym, mm -hmm. uh, not as a powerlifter, but as like a bro lifter. So my squat at that meet was 245 kilos. My bench was 150 kilos, and wow. my deadlift was 250 kilos, I think. A total of 650 kilos. So that was from my novice meet. Yeah. And yeah, after that comp, I caught the bugs. So enjoyed it. And then now, uh, what were your results from the, na uh, the national meet? National. Yeah, so from nationals, I did 292.5 uh, kilo squat, 182.5 uh, kilo squat. Oh, I did a uh, bench. <laughs> Sorry, 100. <laughs> 82.5 kilo bench mm -hmm. and a 290 kilo deadlift for yep. 765 kilo total to take mm -hmm. out the 105 kg open plus. And, and you are yeah. still a junior as well. Right? Yeah, so this is currently my last year as a junior, but mm -hmm. it's not going to plan so far because of what the pandemic going around the world. Mm -hmm. uh, it's sort of uh, killing my plans for Worlds and other competitions that I'll would like to do but you know it is what it is and yeah. we've just got to move on and live with it yeah how is the um situation going you know uh, since you got all these big numbers how are you uh doing to maintain these numbers during quarantine so luckily we were able to get some equipment from our local gym uh, body core thanks to craig and Mars for looking after us so we got a few calibrated plates um also, me and my brother, we quickly went down to uh, Number One Fitness and got a few, uh, a squat rack and a bench press so we can continue doing our big three lift, you know. So we were able to train right through this uh, global pandemic. And we find out tomorrow, which is mm -hmm. a Monday, if we are going to go back to level two. So hopefully by Wednesday, we're all back in the gym back to our normal routines so, yeah, so you, we are, were, we you were are pretty much like training as usual right yeah so we're pretty much uh we, we've trained right through the only things we haven't really been able to do are the accessories you know like leg machines or small accessories but you know we're powerlifters so as long as we're doing the big three at the end of the day we're happy yeah and i think that's like a very lucky of you guys you know, as a country, because in Japan, we definitely don't get to do that. We really can't borrow equipment from gyms. That's like very unusual. I mean, it's very hard. You know, we're a small yeah. country. We have a lot of members in the gym. And also we, we all don't have access to cars. So we're going to have to like carry the equipment on the trains and stuff. So I think <laughs> it's like awesome that, yeah, you guys get to do that. Okay. Um, so I realize with your numbers, your deadlift is usually bigger than your squat. That's like, I feel like that's the norm in athletes, but you have very similar, similar numbers in your squat and deadlift. How would you explain this? So, uh, I've always just been a better squatter and I've got to say my deadlift is just shocking compared to my squat. Uh, number wise in competition, I've actually never deadlifted more than my squat. My squat has always been higher than my deadlift. So I don't know. It's just that I enjoy squatting so much that, you know, my deadlift is nowhere to be seen. <laughs> do you think like, yeah, something to do with like the frequency, like because you like the squat so much, 
that you train the squat more and is that why you're stronger or do you think like you're more like quad dominant or stuff like that uh i, I don't know i think being japanese we're really gifted uh we've got the perfect body to be able to bench and squat. So um, I think with my squat, I can handle the squat volume and squat intensity each week. The, the, I only deadlift once a week because I can't handle it. And, you know, yeah. quite frankly, I'm not that good at deadlifting. So, you know, mm. I just try have one perfect session a week and then I'm happy with that. Yeah. But you're, it's not like you have short legs or anything, right? Well, it's relatively, that, but it's just that, you know, <laughs> squatting like a lot of you know Japanese people are good at squatting even if they're not powerlifters yeah. you know you see them on the side of the street always crouching down so we're sort of used to going into that position all the time right and I, I don't know I'm, I think we're just really gifted when it comes to the squatting bench <laughs> I can agree to that especially the bench as well we, we kind of we have some yeah. very crazy oh squats. man man the Japanese have the craziest bench presses in the world yeah and my opinion yeah. We call it like the Japanese grip and the yeah, and the that's and insane. Things like that, yeah, very very technical. Uh, yeah, of course they are. They're technical yeah. with everything. I remember, you know, just being in Japan playing rugby. We mm -hmm. were doing the scrums, and they were so technical. They'd break mm -hmm. everything down like one by one, and it was just so insane. Like you know, it's such a technical country. They do everything to the book. <laughs> yeah, do you <laughs> Their standards are very high? Yeah, do you think that's like good for powerlifting for you to have like a very, very, uh, what is it? Can you say komakai? Like a specific, uh, I don't know, for oh, you to like fan out I, everything. I know, I know what you mean. Yeah. Uh, I think you, like, like cues, like, you know, you've got you've to have a routine and you've got to, you know, try to do things as perfect as possible. But mm. one thing is when you're going into a competition and you're lifting at 100%, trying to get your one rep max, Mm -hmm. everything's not always going to go to plan. Your form is never always going to be the same. So you've just got to adjust to it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. when I'm deadlifting, there's no way I'm going to pull close to 300 kilos with a straight back. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And my yeah. hip, like nothing's going to be perfect. And you've got to just take what you can get on the day, I guess, and hope for the uh, best. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just find it very interesting that the approach to the lifting is very different within the country because that really does show our culture as well, like our style of lifting. Yeah. And it kind of like reminds me of like, I don't know, tell me if I'm wrong, but like the uh, Russell Ohi and Sean Riega's like techniques, like the approach, because I feel like Russell's uh, uh, lifting style is like very based on like raw strength. But like Sean yeah. Riega's you know, like the squat and everything that he does is very, very, very technical. So I feel yes, like... Sean yeah, is so technical. Uh, you know, same with Owen Hubbard when it comes to the bench. Sean and, Sean and Owen, you know, they've got a specific routine they go through, you know. Their mm. arch has to be perfect, everything. It's probably one of their most technical lists, you know. And, yeah. Um, you know, if they get one thing wrong, I'm, I'm assuming, you know, they, they might not get that lift. Yeah. Uh, whereas, yeah, Russ, Russ is quite gifted. You know, you look at his body and size, and you're like, wow, for an 83 kilo lifter, he's just got raw strength. Like, I watched a video a couple of weeks ago where he does yeah. sumo deadlift at 300 kilos, and that's not even his main style yeah. of lifting. Yeah. And no, no technique at all, and he yeah. just pulls 300 like nothing. So yeah. he is Russ is really gifted when it just comes to raw strength. 
Yeah. Do you think that's like very similar to how uh, the New Zealand powerlifting scene is like? Like the Um, Yeah, I think it's 50-50. We do have lifters here in New Zealand that are very technical lifters. So uh, when it comes to doing their three lift, you know, they've got a specific routine uh, that they've got to follow and, you know, their techniques. Whereas um, there are some lifters that I know are pretty casual, you know, Mm -hmm. your flat back, your casual deadlift, you know, just, just... just takes it like a, a YOLO, yeah. <laughs> YOLO attempt into everything. Yeah. I, I don't know. You know, how, I think how, it's a bit is, of both. Yeah. How is your approach to like competitions and stuff? Like what is, what is your mindset towards lifting? Uh, so my mindset, you know, uh, I'm just hyped. Every time I go into a competition, yeah. I, I don't know. People don't believe it, but I sort of do, you know, there's hype does increase your lifts, you know, it's mm-hmm. sort of like a, a, a live or die moment for me, you know, I've got to get this to keep living. That's the sort of mind approach I take into a comp. So, you know, you've got to get this lift or you're going to die sort of thing. It's pretty extreme. Yeah. But, but that that mentality and a bit of hype, you know, gets me going, especially when it comes to the deadlift, you know, uh, coming into training, I'll, I'll be doing like maybe a 270 for my last like heavy deadlift session. And then I'll come into comp and try to pull 20 to 30 kilos more than what I did in training, you know. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, people, I've had a conversation, yeah, obviously you're going to have a deload week, so your body will be rested up. But yeah. even with that, you know, how are you going to increase 20 to 30 kilos? It's mentality, your mindset, the hype. you just got yeah. to put a show on on the platform. And that's what I rely on pretty much with all my lifts. Yeah, because I feel like uh, I can totally agree with you. Like when I am under the bar, I re- I feel very very present. Like if I can't get this right, like then I'm gonna die. Yeah, kind yeah. of attitude, and that yeah, that is also why I enjoy powerlifting as well. So that must be why as well for you. Um, yeah. Also, um, have you always been in the 105 kilo class? Yep. So pretty much ever since my first competition. Oh, except the novice comp, I was 108 kilos, which mm-hmm. is a 120 class. But at the time, I had no idea about weight classes. But after yeah. that, uh, the coach that I had at the time said, you know, you can cut three kilos and you'll be a good 105. So mm-hmm. ever since that day, I've stuck in the 105. You know, I, I joke with my friends and always say, you know, I'm going to come down to the 93s and that. Oh. You know, that'll, that'll never happen. That will never happen. Really? I, I think I'll be... And then I've got other mates that are saying, you know, oh, you should be in the 120s and all that. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like 105 is where it's at. Weight class for you. What What are you like uh, walking around in? So what 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 do you weigh right now? Oh, I just weighed myself before. Uh, I weighed a 108.8. So I usually float three kilos to five kilos above my competition weight. But mm. obviously with this lockdown going on, it, it tends to be the high end, which is 110 kilos, just with <laughs> the enormous amount of eating I've been doing lately. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I, I can't help it. I think everyone's on the same boat when it comes to mm-hmm. that. The, their eating's just gone out the door because, you know, we can't do anything but stay at home. So yeah, what are you doing? Definitely. You've got to stay at home, just eat. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And when I get bored, I eat as well. Um, so you don't really have to water cut or anything? Or do you just have to slightly adjust until the mean? Or do you have to do like a water cut? Um, so in previous competitions, yeah, I have relied on water cuts. Mm-hmm. Also um, adjust 
adjusting my diet as well coming in. So we'll change the amount of food I eat coming into the competition, but mm -hmm. still making sure that we get the right amount of carbs and nutrients coming into mm -hmm. my body. Um, but yeah, I, I do rely on the water cut, but that is what it is. A lot of people do it. <laughs> you like it? Oh man, drinking <laughs> close to, you know, six to 10 liters of water for a whole week straight. Man, yeah. uh, at the end of the day, when you get to that like last couple of days, you're like, what am I doing? I'm drinking 10 liters of water, barely yeah. eating. I've got to go to the toilet all the time. Sometimes it makes you wonder why I'm doing it, you know, but uh, once you've done it a few times, you're just like, oh, this is the new normal. You know what you've got to do. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, you know, this is the only way. Uh, I'm not a big fan of sa uh, saunas. So I've done it one time where I had to make wait for bench nationals, which was last yeah. year. Um, so I did a water cut, but I was working as well. So it's hard to do a water cut and work at the same time because the job I'm at, you can't really use the toilet every 30 minutes. You know, you can only go once every two hours or something. So yeah. it really threw my water cut off. So I had to just go to the saunas for two hours before comp or something. Mm. And man, that affected my competition big time, you know. Oh, really? My last yeah, so I don't know. I was just really hot and my cheeks were like swollen. Like I just felt really red in the head. And yeah, I don't know. It was probably because it was a real How last minute thing. How did you drop with that? I only needed to lose like uh, probably like 700 grams. But still, oh, okay. for, me, <laughs> for yeah. me, I'm not used to being in the sauna for so long. You know, I was in there. Well, I was at the pools for about two hours, but just keep going on and off because it got too hot. I couldn't couldn't be in there for any longer than probably five six minutes yeah it to come out, so <laughs> it was quite hard like, like like saunas really make you tired because you're literally yeah, it does. Raise, yeah like uh raising your heart rate as well and yeah, that makes, makes a me lot want of to sleep yeah exactly yeah so it must be that could have been the reason why also it could have been the fatigue thing um so bringing the the question back a little bit uh you said that you changed from rugby to powerlifting but um rugby is like a completely it's kind of like a different sport like a, you know it's like a team sport and powerlifting yeah. is quite opposite of that and was the transition in your mindset like was that a hard thing to make when you went from rugby to powerlifting um for me it wasn't you know as soon as i started powerlifting and I found out what it was about. Leaving rugby wasn't as bad because, in my opinion, and I know a lot of people will debate this, I, I believe powerlifting is still a team sport because when you go to a world event, you're in a team. You're in Team New Zealand, you know. Your points all add up. And at the end of the uh, competition, you see what uh, New Zealand, you know, your team gets placed. Same mm -hmm. with um, Canterbury, you know. You're in a Canterbury team going internationals. Um, and then the people around you, you know, you sort of lift in that team environment sort of thing. So uh, mm. in that perspective, I think it's a team sport. But, yeah, obviously you as a, an individual is lifting on the platform. And what yeah. you do is what place you get and not, not really the team. But I, I believe it's still got that similar vibe. And that's what I liked about it. So moving from rugby where it's a team sport into powerlifting, I still felt like we had that same environment. So yeah. it wasn't it wasn't like a massive oh no I'm going to be in a sport by myself with no one around me you know I've met a lot of people around New Zealand through powerlifting you know and 
so I'm always grateful for the opportunities I've had, you know. It's yeah. Good. And it must be very, very comforting to have a good team like yours. Like, it seems like you have a very nice team. Yeah, it's cool. So um, I'm in uh, precise powerlifting. Oh, my God, I butchered that. You're going to have to delete that. Bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. It's, uh, so I said it right from the start. So <laughs> the team I'm part of at the moment is yeah. precise powerlifting systems, PPS. Okay. So that's the team I'm part of. So, you know, I'm grateful. The guys there at North Shore Barbell, they're awesome. Uh, I'm so happy to be a part of that team. Uh, we've got a good culture, uh, good vibes, and, you know, mm-hmm. uh, we've got other teams around. Uh, you know, I'd class a gym as a team in a way, you know. You're always lifting with the same people. Yeah. So every time I go to body court, I feel like that's my team as well. Mm-hmm. We always share the platform. We always go to each other's competitions, support each other. You know, we're there for one another. And it's like another, it's like a second family. So you can't go wrong with that at all. Because in Japan, each gym has its own team. So you could have like, for example, in Tokyo, we do have like TXB, which is a gym. Yeah, and yeah. they have their own yeah. team. No Limits in Tokyo, they have their own team. And that doesn't work like that in New Zealand. Like people from uh, different gyms join a team, right? Is that, yeah. that's what it sounds like to me. Yeah. So in New Zealand, it doesn't really quite work like um, gym by gym. It works more like region by region. So right. if you're in the Can- Canterbury region, um, mm-hmm. then you're technically a team and your points all add up and see who is the strongest region at nationals. That's how it sort of works. But we don't really, when it comes to nationals, we don't really do it like that. Okay. <laughs> we just go off by an individual sport. So, like, um, you know, I, I watched the uh, APU stream and they would always promote it by team. So, it'll be like, uh, what would you call it? Queensland versus New South Wales. And they'd show their totals all added up at, mm. at the live stream. But yeah. in New Zealand, we don't really we don't really go, oh, Canterbury has this many points. Right. Uh, Auckland has this many points. Waikato has this many points. We don't really do it like that. We just go, here's your 105 champion. Here's yeah, your medal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you for coming sort of thing. But yeah. it, it would be cool if we started promoting that uh, sort of like team vibe, you know, started going, Canterbury is the strongest region and yeah. that sort of thing. It's cool. How, it's bragging rights. Yeah. How many teams do you, would you say you guys have in the country? Like a lot? Uh, so we've got, uh, we've got associations. So we've got uh, Southern Powerlifting, Canterbury Powerlifting, which is us. We have... Uh, Central and Wellington powerlifting, mm. Waikato powerlifting, and Auckland powerlifting. So we've got five five teams, if you'd call them. Okay. Teams. Yeah. yeah. Oh, they battle very... it out to become. Yeah, that is very different to how we do it. So it's interesting. Yeah, because I remember seeing you guys go off uh, like gyms, which is yeah. pretty cool. Represent yeah. your gym. Yeah, but then like people who don't belong in a gym, like for example, Anytime Fitness. People who go oh. there to train, you know, because yeah. you can still do powerlifting there. And I train at my yeah. school gym and you can kind yeah. of like compete individual. Like you have, yeah. you don't belong in a team as well. You don't have to be in a team. Yeah. yeah. So there's that way of, do you, can you do that as well in New Zealand? Or do uh, you have we, no, we've got to be uh, associated to a region. So, which is, I'm part of CPA, Canterbury Powerlifting Association. So that's, that's my team. Mm-hmm. But then like, if I wanted to, like expand my team it'll be like body core my gym oh but, okay you know, I can't, but i can't represent that at a mm. ipf competition 
I would have to re- represent my region. Oh, okay. Yeah. Very interesting. Um, so yeah. let's move into the some of your training questions. I follow you on Instagram and I have a few questions for you that I wanted to ask about. And the first one is, let's go squat, bench, deadlift. So the first one is your squat. And I don't know if it's just the videos that I've seen, but I see that you squat very, very deep. Like, and you know, a lot of lifters when the, you know, the weight gets to a maximum weight, they obviously start cutting depth. It's either because, you know, it's like a mental thing or you can lift more and stuff like that. But I feel like, I feel like you squat deep if it's light, if it's heavy, how many reps, like a lot of reps. Like, do you, like, why do you do that? Um, I'm not too sure. But when I first started training, I think I'd just always sink it and hope for the best and let my momentum, you know, create speed out of the hole. So I don't know. It could be that ever since I started training, I'd just try to go fast down and then hopefully hopefully catch the bounce and then just spring back up, you know. Okay. And that's how I've always done it. And my coach backs me on that. He was, you know, try to get a bit of speed, just send it coming down with control if you can. And, yeah spring like a <laughs> spring up as, as fast as you can i guess i don't yeah. know what else to say it's just <laughs> that's how i've always done it <laughs> you yeah. know bro jimming but what what does help with it as well is that i squat with in flats and yeah. you know so that means i can really sink back and push my mm. hips down and then just spring load it up so yeah, yeah. I've always I feel done like, it. And even during competition videos when it's like super heavy, I feel like you are very, very good at maintaining a very clean form as well. So Yeah, I try to do my best. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sometimes I, ha- I have folded and I've um, shot out a position before where I couldn't get my um, lift back up. So what I try to do is I always try to uh, look straight, uh, mm-hmm. keep my chest strong and put chest position high and uh, take a big breath before I squat down, hold it there for a little bit, and mm. then sink it with control, and then hope for the best, and then come out the hole. Yeah. And this is one fact uh, that I have, is I have never missed a squat in competition. Damn. So Great. it's obviously working. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just curious to know, like you just said, you before you – do the lift, you hold your breath, right? For a few seconds. Yeah. Is that like uh, a technique thing as well? It's a, it's just a habit that I've, I've picked up. Um, for me, the key thing there is just to make sure the bar's steady in that so I don't rush the squat. Mm-hmm. So generally when the, the ref goes squat, that's when I'll take the, the big breath. I'll right. hold it there for about a couple of seconds, make sure the bar's not moving around, make sure mm-hmm. I'm all locked up, make sure my core's tight and bracing against the belt. Yeah. When that's all done, I'll take the descent, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know how people rush the squat and go straight away because, you know, you've got to really take your time. And squat's one of those lifts where you've got to, you know, respect the weight on the bar. Well, you've got to respect the weight on the bar of, on any lifts. But yeah. for me, this is Ray Williams' quote, is that if you don't have a good squat day, you're not going to have a good three-lift meet at all. So mm-hmm. I always take, when it comes to powerlifting, I always take my squats serious, you know, right. because that is what sets the competition mm. from your squats. Definitely. And I, that makes me think like, I know this is a little bit off the question, but you said that you are very, very hype when you lift, but yeah. what is also something that you really have to focus on? And I feel like sometimes with a lot of lifters, when they're hype, they 
tend to get off, like not go with the technique. They tend yeah. to forget yeah. a lot of things. Like, where is your mindset? Like, what is it, like your mindset building up from squat, bench, and then deadlift? Yeah. So when I show hype, it's mainly in my deadlifts. So my last mm. lifts, uh, that's where I tend to show a bit more hype. Obviously, when I do my squat, the first attempt, I'm not going to come out there and go, oh, this is, you know, yeah. do or die sort of thing. I do have that in the back of my mind, like, yeah, I've, obviously I've got to get all these three squats, you know, to mm-hmm. stay in the game. But mentally I'm switched on, I'm focused, like, this is it. And, you know, mm-hmm. my body is shaking, ready to go. So squats, you know, I'm, I'm probably about, well, I'd like to say 60, 70% height, but obviously mm-hmm. the other 30%, like, really concentrate, you know, mm-hmm. technique, uh, get your cues correct. All yeah. of that's going in my mind. But when it comes to the deadlift, it's more like 90% hype, mm-hmm. 10%, oh, my God, try and do your form. But what the hype just takes over, you know, like there's yeah. no form whatsoever. It's just lift the, lift the weight and that's it. <laughs> yeah. Do you, like, listen to music while you compete as well? Um, so I try to. Uh, I listen to music, you know, just to try stay focused in the mm-hmm. head and that and uh, not worry about what other people are doing. Yeah. Uh, and to try, like, you know, calm down a bit, just get some music going. But the last, well, unofficial comp I did, which was the New Zealand invite, which doesn't count at all. Uh, we didn't really listen to, like, no one really had their headphones on. We were all just mm-hmm. phones off, encouraging one another. So that was a different vibe. You know, usually I do have my headphones on, but I enjoyed that sort of vibe. So coming into the next comp, I don't know if I'll have headphones on. I think I'm enjoying the vibe, like, you know, seeing everyone else talking to them. And, yeah. You know, for me. Oh, that's awesome because I definitely and I'm not a lifter that can do that. Like I feel like if anyone talks to me, then I get way too distracted, and then I start yeah, thinking yeah. maybe because I know I'm not I'm gonna get a lot of hate for this, but maybe because that's I'm a female and I tend to overthink <laughs> a lot of things. But yeah, it doesn't. I, I guess it works differently for other people. And controlling your emotions during your competition, like because it's not always 100%, right? Like you said. It goes up, yeah, down. Yeah. Bench is more, uh, it must be technical as well for you even. And like controlling your emotions is very important, right? Yeah. So be- for me, bench mm-hmm. is probably the one lift I don't want to have too much hype on because yeah. out of all three lifts, that's probably the most technical, you know? If I don't get the right descent on the bench or the right angles or the yeah. right position, that's uh, yeah. I'm not going to get the bench at all. So yeah. uh, I think a lot of people... Uh, are the same you know you've got to get that technique right down you know it's not like I've got a massive arch or anything but you know if my my um, body position's not in the right area or you know my bar pass doesn't go the right way then that lift is not going up you know what I mean yeah, so I've really bad. really got to focus and yeah. that, I mean but in general when it comes to the bench I'm not going out there going yeah this is it you know yeah. <laughs> this is I've got to get it sort of thing I'm more focused in general it's just a deadlift when it comes to 90% of the hype. Yeah, that's true. And um, surprise question, what is your favourite song when you lift? <laughs> well, put me on the spot like that. <laughs> uh, well, what did I listen to? Uh, well, the last comp I did, I put on uh, Jack Harlow, What's Popping, because at the time that's what was popping off. And yeah. that, was pretty, that was a wavy song. But um, a lot of people that know me, and have trained with me in the past know that I love Drake. So I just listen to Drake just because Even I know emotionally. 
Yeah, I can. It's it's almost like you know you can sort of. It's not like I mean, you know you can relate to his music and sort of. Yeah. Some some of it's depressing. I'm not gonna lie, but you know me and my brother especially we love that shit. <laughs> so yeah. I remember back in the day, it's a funny story. We used to train in the gym uh, when we first started called Atlas, and uh, a lot of them like rock music and that. And I've got mm. nothing against it. That. That's cool. But um, yeah, I was never in a bar of it, so I'd always change it to Drake, and they'd be like, "Oh no, turn this off. It's so depressing." You know, oh. we want that hardcore rock stuff, and I was like, "Oh no," but uh, I don't know. What, one thing I have learned though is don't get too picky because when it yeah. comes to competition, you don't know what song could be coming on. So you've yeah. got to lift to a song that could be, you know, a love song or a rock song or something. So, yeah. so my training now, I've tried to mix the genre up. So then, mm-hmm. say if a rock song comes on that I don't like, which has happened at nationals, you know, I'm, I can get used to it and go, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely important to adjust to your competition environment because that could really change the yeah, game. Yeah. But like, I think the people around you have like this image of Drake being super gay and like super emotional. But that's what his music used to be like, right? But then now it's like, <laughs> oh. yeah, he's coming out of some good music now. Like, I'm yeah. not gonna. He's bringing the heat. But another person I want to mention quickly before we go to the next topic. Yep. This Takashi 69 you know, <laughs> he started it for me. Yeah. And a lot of people are going to be like, oh, he's a rat, you know, we don't like his music. But, man, some of his song is pretty, like, hardcore and hype, you yeah, know. Like, I can... like a bit of rock and a bit of, like, uh, rap combined together. Like, yeah. his song uh, Gummo or something and Billy, oh, my God, they go hard. <laughs> you know? uh... But that, that's, that, that, those sort of music I'll put on my headphones and listen to, not, yeah. not play out loud because... It's pretty hardcore. Yeah, awesome. There's some good recommendations for the listeners. And okay, so let's move on to your bench. And your bench arch is very, last time I said non-existent and you got really offended. (laughs) Man, there's a bit of daylight coming through. Come on. Just a tiny bit. Yeah. Um, is it because do you not arch because you can't, or is it because you you choose you choose not to arch? <laughs> well, with oh, question, sorry. Um, I can't arch. That's plain and simple. But mm. it's not that I. I mean, if I learned it and gave it a go, yes, I probably would be able to. But mm. the reason why I don't really want to change too much at this stage is because obviously it was my last year juniors and like my bench benching flat is pretty much going well for me. So yeah. there was no need to hard, like drastically change my form and position. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Cause it's going well so far. And another thing is that I think I've always just benched with a flat back, you know, ever since I joined the gym to get big for rugby, when your rugby coach ain't going to tell you, Oh, you need a massive arch, you know, pull yeah. your shoulders back. They're just going to tell you to get on the bench and bench as heavy <laughs> as possible. So, yeah. And I think a lot of New Zealanders that, you know, your bro lifters are going to do that. There's no way, unless you're a powerlifter, you're not going to go so technical on it. And yeah. I think that's how I picked up and I got good at benching with a flat back. So mm. I've always just done it, you know, and I've tried to apply the arch, but it just never works out. Yeah. I mean, like, even if you were like able to arch to decrease like the range of motion, do you think like you can lift more with that form? Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, I've never... Uh, so I can't answer that question. Like, yeah. Yes, probably, or maybe not. I don't know. Uh, but, you know, I'm, I'm trying to hit 200 kilo bench with the flat back. And if I can do that, yeah. I'll be pretty happy. But 
Um, also, another thing would be like, you know, you, you get roasted with a massive arch on, on social media. You know, you look at Sean Noriega, uh, he gets in the comments all the time, you know, like, that's not a bench. Yeah. That's just, that's a cheetah bench and all that. So, you know, I'd just rather yeah. do it with a flat back and make everyone happy. Yeah, that's true. That's, that's one way to think about it. Uh, also, with your shoes during the bench. Like, I've, I recognize that you do the squat bench and the lift in flat shoes. Like, do you not, why do you not use a heel for bench? Because people prefer doing that. Yeah, I've, I've had a conversation with a lot of people that, you know, you should bench with heels, but yeah, I don't know. I think, same, same again, back when I used to train as a bro gym, bro lifter, mm-hmm. uh, I've always just had flat shoes, you know. Putting heel, I have tried with heels and it's just really awkward for me. I'm not used to it. Yeah. You know, if, if I was to go to a different federation, you can just put your heels up. So I'd just have flat shoes with heels up, you know? Yeah. Not, so, um, I don't know. I don't think <laughs> And I it's probably easier to, like, uh, easy to carry around just one shoe. Do you, you only yeah. use one shoe, right? Uh, so I use two. So I squat in Jordan once and I deadlift and bench in Notorious Slippers, man. Those slippers are game changers. Oh, really? They are, they are worth it. They are worth it. And I think a lot of Japanese lifters use them too. Yep. I've seen a lot of uh, Instagram, you know, lifters uh, with the Notorious, yeah. and it's pretty famous worldwide. You know, uh, a lot of New Zealand lifters use them as well. Yeah. So, I just didn't know if it was worth the hype, you know? The hype? Oh, let me tell you. <laughs> the, the first <laughs> pair that I bought, I had to buy it within, let's say, five minutes of it coming out because a lot of people wanted them. Yeah, it's like trying to buy Supreme or Bait. You know, you've got to be on the computer ready to go, yeah. otherwise you're gonna miss out. <laughs> yeah. but then after all, they're pretty much like socks, right? They look they like socks. Yeah, they're like <laughs> I, I don't like just by looking at them online. Like I yeah. don't. Yeah, they're really like stealthy. It's cool. <laughs> but I guess it works. You know. Yeah, it works. It's it's got it's got double straps, so uh, mm-hmm. it's nice and tight. Um, the the old slippers I used to bed and bench on was A7s, but they only had the one strap and they were quite tiny and yeah. like floppy, so they weren't they weren't as good. The the notorious slippers are quite heavy duty, and plus, same with the sole underneath. The what do you call it? The rubber bit is quite dense and like nice and mm-hmm. tight, so you're okay. not going to slip at all. So uh, they are good. Okay. Well, so for those who may be looking for deadly juice. Check them out. How much are they? Uh, I think forty dollars US. Yeah. I'm not sure how much it is shipped. I think for New Zealand, that was sh- maybe I'd like to say twenty five dollars shipping US as well. So I think I paid uh, around eighty to a hundred dollars for a pair, mm. which is expensive for a pair of slippers. But yeah. I mean, if you're all about the hype and you want the best, you know, you've mm. got to pay for it. Yeah, I can see with your T-shirt, you got a Zoo Culture T-shirt up as well. <laughs> Zoo Culture, Bradley Martin, Raw Gear. I don't know. I love these shoes. They look so good. They do. It really does suit you. Um, okay, so let's move on to the next question about your deadlifts. Um, have you ever pulled sumo? Good question. And I remember you asking me this last time. Yeah. Yes, I have. And the max I've ever pulled on sumo was 220. And then I tweaked my back and I've never pulled it again since. Uh, because first of all, I don't even know what I was thinking, but uh, <laughs> I think I had that moment in powerlifting where I was like, 
oh, conventional's not working for me. I have to do sumo. And I think I was such a newbie at the time. I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah, let's just change. Let's just change because it's not going to affect me at all. Got mm-hmm. to 220, done my bit. I was out for about a couple of months. And it was, after that, I was like, no, nah, sticking to conventional. God, we'll leave it at that. on your first pool. That's a, that's a lot. Oh, uh, look, it's not my first pool. You know, I, I trained, you know, maybe right. a month worth of sumos, obviously. And then I was like, oh, let's just mix it out for fun. Shouldn't have done that. Went way off program. And that's probably why I don't really like going off program these days, you know. But at the yeah. time, I was a, I was a beginner. I was a, a newbie. So, you know, I didn't know what's right and what was wrong. Yeah. No, and, it, and you know, sumo is a very, very technical lift. So it's another, it's a completely different story. Like. It's, a, it's a very technical lift. So I need that hype. So when it comes yeah. to deadlifting, you just pull conventional because you can pr- probably YOLO the lift way more than sumo yolos yeah for sure and japanese lifters you probably wouldn't be surprised but like with the technicality and stuff i think like 80 percent or even more people pull sumo and i know that's a bit different for you uh new zealanders like you guys like mainly 50 50 or something 50 50 i'd say it's around 50 50 you know like a lot of people pull conventional but then you've got the uh I'd, i'd like to say like mid mid weight and lightweights would pull sumo more than mm-hmm. your heavyweights, and okay. obviously like uh, New Zealand in general are, are larger people than uh, Japanese people, so you'll have a lot of people in the mid range to lighter weight classes. Yes. So that's why they're probably pulling sumo more. Whereas mm-hmm. if you get to the big weights, you probably won't see the super heavyweights in New Zealand pull sumo at all. They're all just yeah. pulling conventional. Yeah. Okay. And conventional obviously works. A lot better for you as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It requires less technique. <laughs> <laughs> and also, um, you've never had, like you said, you don't pull with a completely straight back, right? No. Like so, my back's rounded. Yeah, is that like a like a technique technique thing for you? Uh, I don't know. Like like with all my other lifts, when I first got into the gym deadlifting, uh, <laughs> we weren't really taught the technique from my rugby coach. It was more like, here's the way, try have a straight back. If you can't, just pull it. And yeah. I think that was the, before before I got a powerlifting coach, that was the mindset. It was just load the weight, lift it, you lift it, bang, you've got the you've got the weight, you know? You've got yeah. that number. But ever since I, you know, got my powerlifting coach, um, you know, they'd tell you, oh, try do this, change this up. And then you sort of... Uh, do your best, but it's not always going to go to plan. Like I remember mm-hmm. hearing, uh, if, I can't remember what video it was, but I watched that and the one guy said, you know, when you're pulling at close to 90 to hundred percent of your max, don't expect your back to be a hundred percent flat because yeah. that's never going to happen. You know, your technique can always go out the door because of the weight. It's going to be yeah. heavy. So you've got to expect a bit around it, you know? Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, that's true. Just to like promote not promote the wrong information. Your the rounding of your back is mainly thoracic rounding, right? So it's not like a yeah, lower yeah. Back. So it's my upper back. My upper back's round, nice and tight, and then uh, as long as my lower back doesn't round, yeah, uh, that should be fine. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, completely. Di- it's a different story, right? Like rounding yeah, your this... back and lower back. Yeah. Okay, so uh, give me a few uh, accessories. Your favorite accessories in the squat bench and deadlift uh ooh, my favorite accessories so uh 
during this lockdown, I've started doing shoulder press, which I never used to do, barbell shoulder press. And uh, that's actually working really well, and I've been enjoying that. So for my upper body, I think that and uh, bent over rows uh, with dumbbells or barbell, that's really helping me grow my back. Mm -hmm. Uh, For squats and lower body, I like doing uh, RDLs or... Mm -hmm. One thing I've been missing in the gym is a vertical leg press. Okay. So, you know, you lie down vertically and you press up. So that, that's always fun. So I miss that. Um, yeah, those are the sort of accessories I do. I don't really go hard out into accessories because, you know, as powerlifters, we just like doing the squat bench deadlift. Yeah. Like, uh, how much time do you spend doing accessories? Um, how much time? I'd probably <laughs> spend 30 minutes to 45 minutes doing accessories, you know, because... Okay. My, my main squat sessions or bench or deadlift uh, take take maybe an hour to an hour and a half, you know. So mm-hmm. I'm usually in the gym, depending on a quick day, it could be hour, hour and a half to two and a yep. half hours in the gym. That's fair enough. Um, so let's move into some of the, sorry if this feels really rushed. Um, <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. yeah. Wait, this is our second time doing it. That's all going good. To the, we're almost like an hour in. Um, oh, <laughs> Yeah, so um, let's get into some of like uh, the New Zealand powerlifting scene because oh, sure a, a lot of listeners would like to hear about that. Um, yeah. What are some of like the powerlifting gyms around where you live? You you live in Christchurch, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so I live in Christchurch, which is the South Island of New Zealand, which is mm-hmm. down in the south. Um, so we have four powerlifting gyms, alphabetical order. It'll be Atlas Powerlifting Gym, Bodycore Powerlifting, oh, Bodycore Gym, sorry, uh, Canterbury, oh, CSPC, Canterbury Sports Performance Centre, okay. and we have Unbreakable Training Centre. Mm. So those are your four main, I'd say, powerlifting gyms around Christchurch. There's not that many, but we do have a lot of commercial gyms, you know, like your City Fitness, any Pump Fitness. But if you're a hardcore, dedicated powerlifter, you'll be at one of those four gyms. Okay. Uh, personally, me, I go to Bodycore uh, Gym, which is a mixture of powerlifting, strongman, weightlifting, mm-hmm. CrossFit, bodybuilding. You know, we, we're an all, all-round all diverse gym, yep. so we support everyone. And that's what I like about that gym, and that's why I chose it. Yeah, and I feel like um, in a lot of your Instagram videos, like some of your gym members are very, very hype, right? Like they're all hyping you up, yelling in your ear yeah. and stuff like that. That's probably like a very New Zealand thing to do as well. Yeah, the, commu- the community is great. And like, you know, we're, that's why I said we're pretty much a team, you know. The same yeah. guys are there each day and um, each day uh, we're all supporting each other, especially Saturdays because not many people are working. So we're mm-hmm. all in there from like 10 a.m. onwards, you know, and the big boys, they do a squat session and, when they're lifting heavy, everyone stops, you know, everyone watches and just supports and yelling and it's insane. The atmosphere is almost like competition standards, but you're just yeah. training in the gym. So it's so cool. Yeah, because like in Japan that happens less. I mean, in competition, people yell at each other and stuff like that. But during training, it's very quiet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, could, I could sort of understand, you know. Yeah, totally but, you know we're, us, we're out here in New Zealand, little New Zealand, and we're just doing our own thing, I guess, you know, create our own culture and yeah. our own vibes in the gym. So it's pretty cool. And it really does help you with your lift as well, like people cheering you on and stuff like that. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. 
Okay, so um, you're, I think you already mentioned a little bit about it, but how many powerlifting federations does uh, New Zealand have? So uh, off the top of my head, we have four powerlifting federations. Uh, we have New Zealand Powerlifting Federation, which is uh, the biggest powerlifting fed we have in New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Then we have GPC, which is the non-drug tested federation. Okay. Uh, we have World Powerlifting, which is another untested uh, powerlifting federation, which is sort Wait, of tested like a rival. Untested. Uh, tested. Tested. So it's yeah, World Powerlifting. So they're like the rivals of New Zealand powerlifting, I guess. Okay. And then there's IPL, I believe, but uh, not many people are aware of what that is. Okay. And what is so four pen- IPF? The world. How do you call, how do you qualify oh. for worlds? So to qualify for worlds, you have to be uh, registered for New Zealand Powerlifting Federation and an association to your region. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you have to, first of all, you have to do a regional competition to qualify for nationals. Mm-hmm. And if you qualify for nationals and you pretty much win nationals, you have the right to be the first choice going to Worlds. Okay. But as long as you have met the criteria of the total, then you mm-hmm. are the first choice and no one else can. Uh, and then if the first place getter doesn't want to go, then it drops down to second, third, so on and that. But usually right. um, New Zealand never really takes a full team, so you, you'll probably get in. But the IPF have a rule that you can only take two lifters in one weight class yep. per country. So, you know, if there were two 105s already going to Worlds and Open, then the, you can't have a third person. But mm-hmm. the teams aren't always mixed out. So, you know, you might get two in the 105s and two in the 83s, you know. Yeah. There might not be anyone in the 74s going. So unless it's a local international comp, which we are going to host next year and uh, – New Zealand, Auckland, which will be the Commonwealth. Most likely, there'll be a full team going in New Zealand because it's just local. Wow, it's such a shame that the, 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 this whole virus yeah. thing, right? Because if you were to compete in uh, junior World Juniors Classic, yeah, what maybe what who would be like your rivals? Uh, well, Are you like pretty close? Question. Are you close like around? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Well, the two juniors last year, and one of the Russians will, will probably come back if he wants to. He yeah. got like a 867 kilo total. Oh, damn. Uh, my goal, so my, my goal this year is to get, you know, above 800 kilo total, and that's what mm. I really want. Um, but, you know, I did see the nominations did come out prior to the COVID-19, and I saw a few lifters on there, you know, and a lot of them were floating between 780 to 800, so... They were on there, and that wasn't even the full list. So, yeah, I don't know. My goal is definitely top top six. Yeah, you know, I want to do my best, obviously, uh, push the boat out because it's the highest level you can go in powerlifting. You know, it's like the Olympics of powerlifting. So, uh, if I do go, like, I'm not going to hold or shy away. You know, I'm going to go there and just send it. Yeah, damn, that would have been really awesome. And this is your last year of junior, so I guess. If, yeah, obviously the world, me, is probably not going to happen, right, this year? Yeah, you know, it's probably not going to happen, like you said, but if it doesn't happen, we still have regionals here, nationals, and then we have another competition called the Royal Cup, so it's your local uh, regional comp again. So I'll have three opportunities to hit a high number 
and set some, I guess, records or totally, you know? Yeah. I think we talked about this a little bit before as well. You have bigger guys in New Zealand. Like, New Zealanders seem to be very, like, big and, you know... Um, compared to Japanese people, we're kind of like, we do have a small figure. Um, what would be like competitive? Because in Japan, I think the most competitive weight class is 74 and 83. What would, can you say the same for New Zealand as well? Um, so I think I said the same last time. In my opinion, New Zealand and worldwide, mm-hmm. the 105s is the most competitive class. And the reason why I say that is in New Zealand, I'll start with the 83s. We've already got Brett Gibbs. No one's going to touch him. So he's your one guy that's going to win, right? Then you've got the 93s. There's a guy named Jamie King. He's won it, I don't know how many times, nationals, but he's quite far away. Not many people will reach him. And if people were to reach him, it'll be like one to two two people that'll catch him, right? And same with the 74s. You've already got a few lifters that are already up there. So mm-hmm. the 105s last year, I had to pull my last deadlift to win. Otherwise, it could have been, you know, there was three people fighting mm-hmm. for that first spot, and then there was probably five to six people fighting for a podium in general. Yeah. So New Zealand-wise, you know, it, the 105s is pretty competitive because there is no outright winner. Anyone can win on the day, you know. If I had missed that last squat, that would have changed the game completely because the squat, the subtotal was what helped me, do you know what I mean? Because yeah, okay. at Nationals, I deadlifted 290 kilos, which was probably one of the lowest deadlifts out of everyone else. We had guys like Sean Winters, Warren, uh, who were deadlifting 320 plus or something like that, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I really had to get, pretty much, I had to go nine for nine to win that competition. If I didn't go nine for nine, these like, like pull for the win deadlifters would have come in and just, you know, yeah. taken me out. So in that perspective, yes, I think 105s New Zealand-wise would be one of the most competitive. Worldwide, I watched, uh, if you follow King of Lifts on Instagram, they've been posting a few 105, you know, powerlifters coming in, you know, all all around probably 880 total to 900 total. Now, if you look at uh, USA, you've got guys that are like, you know, Ashton, you've got uh, Bryce Lewis, I think. You've got those guys that are just you know, up near 900 total. So you've got yeah. almost like in the world, you've got about 10 guys that are close to 900, you know, that mm-hmm. could all go to world and eventually become a champion. Whereas yeah. if you look at the 83 kilo class world, uh, worldwide, you've got Sean Noriega, you've got Brett Gibb, and you've got Russ. Those mm-hmm. are your three. Not yeah. many other people are going to catch them. So it's not yeah. that competitive. It's only competitive within three people. Whereas right. the 105s, you've got 10 people that could win. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So I think what you're saying is uh, to sum it up, like uh, in the 93 kilo class, they might have more competitors competing in that weight class, but that does not mean that it is the most competitive weight class because, uh, for example, other weight classes such as 105, like you mentioned, have a lot more competitors aiming for that. The and they're all close. The totals. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess that makes sense in that way as well. Okay. So just move on to the next question. Would you like, because I know that Japan is like heavily influenced by the American lifting scene. Like we just got RPE coming in and stuff like that and programming, online coaching and stuff like that. Do you think like New Zealand is heavily influenced by the US lifting scene or do you think it has its own special way of doing things? Um, Yeah, I think New Zealand as well is heavily influenced by what, you know, the American 
programming is. So like myself, I train five days a week. I, I, we use the RPE. I think it's pretty known nationally around New Zealand that everyone uses RPE. We also get given uh, specific numbers to hit as well. So we do a ratio of um, given numbers plus RPEs. Um, and RPEs are great, you know, they're a great way to uh, monitor your fatigue and see where you're at. So you can always adjust yeah. for accordingly next week in that. And um, that's that's what I like. And the programming we do is weekly programming. So my coach will look at how the first week went according to the RPEs. And then uh, if we, we're going to go up an RPE next week. and that. So it's a great way of monitoring uh, your level and where you're at. Mm, and you didn't like struggle with using getting used to using RP and stuff like that because I definitely did. So. Um, I don't know. Don't quote me on this, but what yeah. I got told was you look at the RP scale like uh, if it's a RP nine, then you've got one more rep in the tank. If mm. it's an RP eight, you've got you know. Yeah. So, sorry, so you'll have two more two more reps in the tank. So if it's you know you got to do five reps for an RP eight. That means you do five reps, but you could have done seven reps. That's yeah. how I look at it. And, um, well, I'm not too sure how true that is, but yeah. uh, oh, there's another one yeah. um, that I found funny. It was like a meme on uh, Instagram. I didn't yeah. share this last time. But uh, someone made an RPE chart, and it was like Ronnie Coleman next to it. And it was like yeah. RPE one to six, lightweight, baby. And then it was like RPE <laughs> seven to eight was like uh, – yeah, buddy. <laughs> and then like, <laughs> and then like, nine to ten was some other quote that he says, and it was that was the funniest oh. thing. I've Damn. <laughs> I reckon. Oh, like uh, maybe this is like a stupid question. Maybe do you think bodybuilders can use RP as well? Um, depends on what they're they're wanting to achieve, I guess. You know, um, bodybuilders just do hypertrophy and that, and yeah, even I if they, they do start it, implementing that, what what are they going to do? Like a uh, like a dumbbell. Are they gonna do? Are they gonna do like back squats for twenty reps and happy? <laughs> like that, you know what I mean? I don't know. I'm not um, a bodybuilder, so I can't. I can't copy from that. <laughs> oh, that'll be very, very interesting. <laughs> um. Okay, I didn't ask this last time. What are some uh, famous uh, coaches in New Zealand? Um. Ooh. So the two off the top of my head. We have Jason Clark, who's my coach, and yeah. he has one of the biggest uh, teams in New Zealand. Mm. He, he's pretty well known. Um, we have John Strachan. He, he's the other coach. They both live in Auckland. Okay. Uh, he's, he's the coach for Team Get Strength, and uh, yeah, those, he's a really good coach. He's uh, coached um, a few of the best athletes in New Zealand, like uh, Evie Corrigan. He coached her. Right. So that's pretty cool. So th- those two off the top of my dome are the well-known ones. Um, okay. I'm sure there are many other coaches, but I've, yeah, they're the two I can think of. Okay. Um, and what would you say, uh, your coach, what is his approach to lifting? Like, obviously he uses RPE and stuff. How does he program, do you think? Uh, the thing I like about Jason is that his weekly programming, and I get a weekly video response as well. So, right. uh, so he'll, I'll film all my lifting and then I'll mm-hmm. send him all my. I'll make like a one big video edit, and then send it to him, and he'll okay. he'll film himself and talk over it, and say, you know, you've done this really well, you've done that really well. Maybe you can change something like that up. 
and then he's monitoring my fatigue right. uh, to make sure that you know we can go up next week. And the difference between him and other coaching, where someone might give you a six-week program and say, "Hey, come back to me after six weeks and let me know how mm. you've gone." Mm. The, the problem I have with that is, say you your you get a six-week program and your first week you really struggled. But then on the second week on the paper, it says you meant to go up five kilos. Mm. If you really struggled on your first week, how are you going to go up five kilos the next yeah. week? On your you can't. Yeah. So you're not monitoring fatigue at all when it mm -hmm. comes to that. And I've had, I've had programs like that where I've just been given a piece of paper, come back to me in six weeks and tell me how you go. You know, yeah. And it doesn't work because if you're going up five weeks in week two, then week three, you're going up five, week, five kgs again, you're going to struggle. Mm -hmm. yeah. So the good thing about Jason is, I'm pretty sure it's pretty common now that every other coach is doing it, but he's monitoring it. He's giving you good feedback, video reviews. He's yeah. telling you what's working for you. So for me, that gives me the confidence to keep going up. You know, you've got that coach backing you in that. And yeah. I think that's why he's probably got one of the biggest teams in New Zealand, you know? Mm. And also you have like an interesting work schedule. Like it's not a nine to five job, right? Like you said, yeah. so your fatigue levels must be, not very like it might it's not as probably not as stable right that's my assumption anyway yeah it's, it's it's not ideal that i'm working shift work so I, I work 24 hours uh so we've got three eight hour shifts in a day you know and some of the hard hard ones for me are night shifts so we are work 11 p.m till 7 a.m and then mm. have to go to sleep during the day and then wake up and train so yeah like a toll on the body and mentally as well like you just sometimes you want to wake up and you go man i don't really want to train because i'm so tired yeah uh, but you know it has to be done and it's a mental thing you know you just go man we got to wake up and lift some weight today you know yeah <laughs> and the last time we recorded that it doesn't even feel even if you are very tired from your work it doesn't feel like an obligation for you to walk into the gym and no i love it i do it i do it for a reason you know I, and you know the funny thing is I went back on our chat and the first time you messaged me was you replied to my um, meme that I put up and it was like yeah. oh when you when you get paid to work and yeah. you don't want to do anything it was like ah my back oh why am I lifting this heavy weight and then the other <laughs> meme was like oh when you pay the gym to uh, go lift weights and you're like lightweight let's go and all that yeah. and I was just like man that's so true that is so true. You know, you pay yeah. the gym to go lift TV, but when you're getting paid from your work, you don't want to lift TV. And I was like, that is so true because I, yeah. I look forward to going to the gym. Exactly. And that must be also because of the, the people that you are uh, that's surrounding you as well, like people who go to the gym. Because I know you get along with a lot of people in the gym. And that must be one of the yeah, factors yeah. that you enjoy it so much. Well, yes. It's, it's the only time, you know, you can socialize during the weekdays. You know, you go to your work, you do what you've got to do. And then you look forward to going to the gym and seeing all your friends there and you have a yarn. And it's not, you know, people don't just come to the gym to just train. They come there to socialize, talk to people. You know, yeah. at our gym, we've got a cafe and like a seating area at the front of the gym. So if yeah. you want to chill out and relax before you go and train, you can go, you know, talk, talk to the, your coaches or you can go talk to your uh, personal trainers. And it's so cool. And that's the sort of vibe I like, you know, it's like a second home. It's, it's a nice sweet community we've got going. And yeah. Mm. And I feel like, because you know, it's a people ask a lot about what motivates you, kind of thing, right? And I think a lot of athletes struggle to answer. Elite athletes struggle to answer that because they don't need some sort of stimulus to keep them 
going into the gym. I also don't see that with you. Like you, it sounds like you really do like going in there all the time and you know, you don't need someone to, you know, you don't need a video to tell you, to motivate you and stuff like that. So yeah. that's probably one of the reasons why you are a very strong lifter as well. But uh, I mean, everyone's got a reason why they're going to go train as well at the end of the day, you know. The, mm. the reason could be to get big for a sport or it could be, you know, to become world champion. Everyone has a reason. And, you know, at the time when I first started, obviously it was just to get big for rugby. But mm. now it's, you know, I, I want to be that world champion. I want to be number one one day, you know. I want to yeah. go back to back as a national champion. So I'm in the gym. And sometimes when you think of it like that, it can take the fun away. But um, at the end of the day, you've got to do what you've got to do and um, yeah. still try and enjoy it as much as possible, but have fun. So I guess seeing my friends there, seeing my family members training hard, that's yeah. the fun side of it. Yeah. And, yeah. No, I can definitely see the, the drive in you. And, um, so your coach, maybe you can, what, what is his Instagram? So maybe listeners can check him out on his Instagram more. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, quick, let me just quickly find it. Cause I always forget. Uh, yeah. Jason. So it's uh Jason Clark underscore PPS. So I'll spell that. It's J A S O N V C L A R K E underscore PPS. So he, he's the go-to man. If you've got any questions, go ask him. Yeah. Okay. And what is your what is your future goal in regards to powerlifting? Well, we spoke earlier before, and I don't know if I'll go to Worlds now. So obviously, Mm. this year my biggest goal was to represent New Zealand at the Mm. highest stage of powerlifting, which was Worlds. But it's seemingly unlikely that it's going to happen. So the goal now, I think, would be to still focus, like to still act like I'm going to go to Worlds or lift something heavy, uh, but focusing on nationals to be mm-hmm. the main, you know, mm-hmm. back to back. That's the biggest goal. And uh, I really want to be Andy, which is, he, he's, you know, he, the past champion and he's such a strong lifter, you know, squats 315 kilos. He's wow. a master's one. So if I can beat him, then, you know, that'll be <laughs> dream come true, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> he's, awesome. he's awesome. I'm very, very excited. And that's um, 765 total it's a that's a record right yeah that that's currently the 105 uh, junior nz record right uh, so i've got the record for the squat uh the bench and the total mm-hmm. so not okay. quite the deadlift I'm, I'm i'm 15 kilos away from the deadlift one but hopefully this year we can do it at nationals and get all, all the records but like i said last time and you know i speak to a lot of people about it uh Records don't mean anything because they can always be broken. You know, there could be in five years' time, or so even next year, someone could come in the 105 junior and break it all, and it's going to happen. You know, it's yeah. like the one, you know, the 500 kilo deadlift that Eddie Hall said no one was going to break. It got broken. So, mm-hmm. you know, when I first started powerlifting, man, that's all I cared about: records, records, records. But then I had the right people saying, you know, we don't need, we don't worry about records. You worry about your total, and if you yeah. get a medal, you know. That no one can take my national championship away from me last year, do you yeah. know what I mean? But they yeah. can take all the records. So yeah. now I just focus about try podium and that's where my mentality is at when it comes to powerlifting now. No, I think it's awesome because I know a lot of lifters do get attached to a lot of numbers, but they forget that, you know, the progress is a lot about long-term progress and thinking about numbers is not exactly the, the optimum way to go. Yeah. I totally yeah, yeah, no. Hmm. 
Um, okay, so last question. Where can people reach you online? Um, yeah, so follow my TikTok, The Japanese yeah. Hulk, and that's it. <laughs> I want to get TikTok, <laughs> but I don't know what to post if uh, I get TikTok. I don't know. I'm, it's just the trend going on. I like TikTok, you know. People are like, oh, what's your Instagram? But, you know, uh, Instagram's cool, but TikTok's just the meme, so <laughs> it's uh, I was looking at your TikTok last night, actually, and <laughs> the, the bench one was really funny. Yeah, that one blew up, hey? Yeah, they got like 50k uh, views. So, damn. Yeah. And you got like, how many followers do you have? Is, is it followers? Uh, I don't know. TikTok's got a funny algorithm, I think. And then, you know, yeah. you just blow up out of nowhere. Whereas Instagram, it's, you know, you've got to, you don't blow up as much. I've got, on TikTok, I've got uh, close to, coming up to 1,800 followers, which is That's more than my crazy. Instagram. <laughs> I'm yeah, but jealous. If you, yeah, but if you blow up and make one video, you're likely to get all these followers coming along. You know, like my brother blew up and got, He's almost got a half a million views on his um, deadlift video. What? That well, what's yeah. his deadlift? Is it, is it just a deadlift video, or is it? It's like, like a, it's like him doing a deadlift, and this like kid behind him is like reacting with a real funny face, like wow, like he does a funniest face, and then my brother zooms in on his face, and then it, you know, people like that sort of stuff. Just I need to check that stuff. out. What, yeah. what, what is his TikTok? So follow my brother uh, Mahaki Kofu. So. I'll, I'll quickly plug him in. His yeah. uh, TikTok is the Black Asian Twenty Four. <laughs> <laughs> the Black Asian Twenty Four. That's his TikTok. And if you want to follow him on his Instagram, it's squat squat dot sensei on Instagram. Okay. And he's a he's an up and coming eighty three kilo lifter, still a junior. Man, mm -hmm. he's got a good future. So we'll see where he is there. And um, quick, I forgot the fucking oh, shouldn't say. I forgot to plug him last time. Because he goes, oh, you didn't bug me. Oh. He, <laughs> he's the one that pushed me. You know, we, we started in the gym together. And um, if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be here today mm -hmm. where I'm at, you know, a champion. Because I remember, like, you know, start of 2019, end of 2018, his squats were 10 kilos below me. And I'd be like, damn, by body weight, pound for pound, he's always stronger. So he pushed me to put my weight up. And we just pushed each other and started growing. And I think that's that brother you know, brother spirit of like pushing yeah. each other. It's like, a, it's like a game, you know, you've got to, who's going to be the most alpha. And mm. uh, yeah, that's where we're at. So he's strong and now he's always lifting with me currently in this uh, virus. He's awesome. living with me and uh, yeah. Yeah, because I always, um, I always see you guys training together. So I thought like, oh, they must be really good friends. But then I didn't know you guys. <laughs> no, I will definitely um link his uh, Instagram and TikTok on the description as well. But yeah, yeah. what is your Instagram? You haven't said it yet. Oh, okay. So it's at Maldi Asian mm -hmm. underscore Maldi Asian. Sorry. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> it's Maldi underscore Asian. So okay. it's M A O R I underscore A S I A N. Okay. And what kind of contents do you put up? Uh, literally just powerlifting stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of people say, oh, you should post some personal stuff and, you know, just photos yeah. and that. But I'm like, oh, I don't know. It's For me, it's just like an album of my highlights, highlights of my lifting. Yeah. I do have a second Instagram, but it, that's just little random stuff. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, All yeah. Right. I'll link that as well. Okay, thank you for making the time to do this. 
No worries, we were in a rush, but it had to be done because the first one had really bad audio. Yeah. And hopefully, hopefully I was sort of screaming in this one, so <laughs> you can hear me a lot better. Yeah, I, I did put a mic on this time. Yeah, so, it, no, I'm sure it is coming through a lot better. Awesome. Oh, awesome, awesome. Okay, so I'll catch up with you later. Thank you so much. Alright, peace. Thank you, guys. Yay. Okay, I really hope you were able to learn something from this episode. If you like listening to us, please leave a review on the platform you're listening on. Follow us on social media or maybe even share it with your friends online. That would be very helpful. If you have any suggestions on what guests to have on the show, feel free to DM me. Anyways, stay safe, stay healthy and see you guys next week.